This podcast is brought to you by our patrons. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow. This is your beer, liquor, and other beverage news for the week of March 30th, 2019. Miller is going to make AB InBev pay for their corn syrup. Not all heroes wear capes. I know Trillium expanding doesn't mean I'll get it, but a man can dream. Stone apparently can't stop Keystone yet. All this and more on Have a Drink News. Welcome to Have a Drink News, the show where we cover the week's popular news about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. And does anyone else think that that kind of cut a little short? Yeah. Kind of some whiplash. I know. It, yeah. it, it's been doing that last couple of weeks, and I'm like, maybe I'm just not used to it for some reason. I don't know why. Okay. But anyway. I'm, I'm Christopher Walker. <laughs> and uh, starting us off this week, we have <clears throat> Miller Coors suing Anheuser-Busch over corn syrup ads. <laughs> it's oh. come to this. I mean, we're not shocked. So, Big Beer's controversy in corn traversy. Oh, corn traversy. Oh, God, it hurts. Okay. Is moving from <laughs> television screens to the corn. Is that in the article? Yeah, that is. Oh it my. is in the article. That's... Oh, my God. I thought, I thought they put controversy in quotes because it's not a real controversy. No, they put <laughs> corn traversy because it's about corn. Yeah, it hurts. Um, then this, this is not a HuffPo article, right? Uh, no, th- th- this, is, so. this is a Brewbound <laughs> article. Brewbound. What have you I, done? I, I depend on you to not be HuffPo. <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, just look up and just see boo. Th- there are boos. Boo. There are audible boos coming from the crowd. This is that, that, that. No, it's terrible. All right. So Miller Corps is today filed a lawsuit in the U.S. District Court for the Western District of Wisconsin that claims Anheuser-Busch's Bud Light Super Bowl ads and its subsequent transparency ads are false, misleading advertising campaign aimed at deceiving health-conscious consumers. Okay. I mean, they're not wrong. <laughs> no. I mean, it is a dumb ad. According to Miller Coors, AB purposely missed, uh, misled drinkers into believing that Coors Light and Miller Light contain high-fructose corn syrup with advertisements that discuss those brands' usage of corn syrup, a different product. Miller Coors is seeking an injunction to stop the campaign, unspecified monetary damages, and, quote, corrective advertising from AB. The lawsuit claims AB's ads could irreparably harm Miller Coors' goodwill and reputation as a brewer of high-quality beers and dilute its trademarks. If the ads are not stopped, they're likely to result in a significant loss of sales by Miller Coors, says the lawsuit. Uh, AB issued a statement Thursday calling the lawsuit baseless. The world's largest beer company also defended its ads as, quote, truthful and intended to differentiate its biggest brand from rivals Miller Lite and Coors Lite. Those, uh, Those beers are brewed with corn syrup. Bud Light is not, the statement read. These are facts. Miller Coors has admitted to using corn syrup on its website and social media in a full page page ad thanking Bud Light following the Super Bowl and even in the lawsuit itself. Uh, AB added that it has no plans to change the advertising. Uh, I think uh, Miller should just fire back with her own ad campaign about how uh, the rice. Yes, AB (laughs) products are brewed with rice. It's so funny though because it's like yeah, so this is how all of these beers have been made 
for all these years. Yeah. Decade. Like, why is this suddenly a, an ad campaign that matters? The, almost the entire industry is using uh, corn sugars. And yeah. it, it is a non-issue. Because, again, we talked about this ad nauseum now. That the, there's none of the corn sugar left. It's just something for the yeast to eat. And the yeast eats it all and then dies. Like, that. that is the point. And the interesting thing on the whole, like, so the whole... Um, diluting the message and like misleading people uh so it says according to the lawsuit ab conducted extensive focus group testing that revealed many consumers didn't know the difference between corn syrup and high fructose corn syrup so so they used that confusion says the lawsuit as part of a pervasive advertising scheme designed to frighten consumers into switching away from miller light and coors light to bud light so That's I, like, up. <laughs> I like where smoke is going in the chat here. Uh, flip it and make corn syrup and pancake stouts. <laughs> they would have to figure out what the recipe for stout is, though. Yeah, they have to actually make stout. <laughs> uh, now, they there's something in this article. I was trying to find it here. Uh, what Miller is saying is not untrue, I guess, in the sense of... yeah what ab's goal was oh is it because they're saying it's fear-mongering over a common beer ingredient is what the yeah. the, the state yeah yeah so uh which again not wrong <laughs> nope um yeah and they said that no corn syrup ends up in the final product and it's like well yeah duh but again yeast, like normal people don't aren't aware of this you know it just looks like oh they're putting stuff in their beer that isn't good I think mm-hmm. uh, Miller just needs to embark on their own campaign that clarifies this. No, no corn well, sugar ends up in the final product. Maybe like and literally showing them making the beer. And or something. they could do their own medieval themed thing just to slap back at AB and do something about rice. Well, because they they could have the the king of Miller or whatever doing his like showing him brew with it and like explaining to some peasantry about what's going on. And then there's like a knock, and he turned like and literally just flipped the AB ad, and someone's like, "Here's your rice," and he's like, "We don't brew with rice." No. Uh, one of the things uh, I'm trying to remember where it was I saw this, uh, but I saw this while I was looking up research for for some of the, some of this uh, new stuff. But uh, on the one hand, this is this is part of that strategy. This is. This is part of them trying to say, hey, we are doing, you know, this is them trying to educate, you know, people. Because when the lawsuit gets brought up, people will read the news about it. Um, and the other part here was it was from Vine Pear. Uh, yeah, they they have something about uh, Miller Knight launches the new ad campaign that mimics the Bud Light's ongoing Dilly Dilly campaign. The ad airs on television for college basketball, for whatever. And let's see. Uh, Miller Light ad picks up where they left. The Bud Knight Knight lays slain in a field. Only this time, director yells cut. The actor proceeds uh, to their tent uh, to rap uh, for a rap beer. The, of course, meta-fictional Bud Light Knight uh, passes by Bud Light in favor of Miller Light for an offshoot refreshment. Sure. Uh, So that... Apparently they are, they are in the midst of rolling out stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, the thing, is, and, the downside is yeah. like the so the the branding and 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 wording that they're talking about. If you did a, a similar ad against the whole rice thing, 
it's not going to be as effective because corn syrup has that negative stigma. connotation and stigma. Mm-hmm. So it unless you specifically say like they've made sure to, you know, brew it so that it has no flavor, <laughs> you know, like if the, if you, unless you go into it, it's not they've invented gonna matter. they invented new brewing techniques to remove flavor. They did. Well, we could probably go on complaining about ABM Bev and eventually getting on to complaining about Miller for a while now, but I'd like I'd like to something a little bit more a little more heroic. Yes, uh, and a little local. So uh, a Cincinnati man who uh, Cincinnati man Cincinnati man. You want to know what his superpower is? Uh, he he loses weight by eating tacos. He loses weight by drinking beer, and I lose my voice oh. for no reason. So, uh, yeah. Dell Hall likes beer, but instead of giving up the hoppy pleasure during Lent, the 46-day uh, period before Easter, when Christians worldwide forsake an indulgence to reflect on their faith, Hall, who is 43, is drinking only beer, and he's shedding the pounds along with chewable food. Hall, this... <laughs> I gave up everything else for Lent. Yeah, he gave up everything but beer. Because Hall, the sales director of Cincinnati's 50 West Brewing, which is also named uh, by the Brew Association as one of the 50 fastest growing craft breweries in the country, uh, has lost about 25 pounds according to his latest weigh-in. That was this past Monday on social media. Uh, though breaking his addiction to carbs and sugar is part of his motivation, it's not the sole reason. His fast is uh, supplemented by non-caloric liquids. Uh, harkens to the 17th century when uh, monks brewed beer specifically for sustenance during liquid-only Lenten fasts. So his true inspiration wasn't just that he works for a brewery and really likes beer. He was kind of taking uh, taking a note from the monks from the 17th century. Mm-hmm. How? Hmm. Just wondering how you keep the buzz off. Well, I mean, you're going to build your tolerance. I'm sure that first week was uh, <laughs> was pretty buzzy. That first week, he shouldn't have been behind the wheel. Yeah. Uh, so he isn't the first person to go all in for beer during Lent. Jay Wilson, a country editor in Iowa tried the same thing in 2011. Wilson wrote on a CNN blog that he knew he could drink four beers over the course of a day and still be able to function. So he gave the fast a try with the blessing of his boss uh, at the Adams County Free Press. That was the other guy. (coughs) Along the way, Wilson discovered uh, that the human body is an amazing machine. Uh, Aside from cramming it full of junk food, We don't ask much of it. We take it for granted. It's capable of much more than many of us give it credit for. It can climb mountains, run marathons, and yes, it can function without food for long periods of time. Uh, Wilson wrote that, uh, that he was hungry for the first couple of days of the fast, but then his body switched gears, and he replaced hunger with focus. I found myself operating in a tunnel of clarity unlike anything I'd ever experienced. While hunger subsided quickly, my sense of smell provided uh, persistent temptation for more than a week. 
but the willpower to carry out my objective brought peace to the, oh man, that cheeseburger smells good. Soon I could see, smell, or discuss any food related, uh, anything food related without trouble. So hmm. I, as much as we like to talk about this, I don't think I can do it. Nope. <laughs> I, I am curious about it. I just, uh, I also can't, you know, go to work. Yeah. Like. Uh, if, no, I don't think I, I mean, because he specifically mentions the cheeseburger. That's like my jam. I can't. So, I, <laughs> in the chat, uh, it's it. brought up by Smoke that, uh, yeah, what if your airline pilot was trying such a, <laughs> such a fast. Uh, I would, I would assume that it's roughly how they have been operating for the last 70 years. <laughs> What if I told you the world doesn't operate the way uh, Mad Men portrayed it still? Don't you lie to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting what ha- what happens. I mean, it, stuff like that always reminds me of, like, the Super Size Me movie, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, this is it, a bit I more mean, of extreme. Makes you think of falsified results. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Hall is drinking, uh, if you want to know what he's up to, uh, compared to his competitor from previous years. Hall is drinking about five beers a day, choosing different varieties uh, other than, you know, solid foods. That, you know, keep it keep it spiced up and fresh. I'm sure he's drinking fresh beers from the brewery. Yeah. The Army veteran was in good shape when he was in the military. Uh, he was about 203 pounds, six foot, only had 7% body fat. And something about, you know, coming to civilian life and going to work for a brewery caused him to gain about 90 pounds. Huh. Damnedest thing, bet. Yeah. Uh, Hall has tried fast before and has dabbled with fad diets like the low-carb, high-fat, ketogenic diet, but neither kept the weight off, according to all of his accounts. The pendulum doesn't swing toward moderation. That's his quote over uh, fad diets. (laughs) Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah, when we were first talking about the story, my first thought was, wait, he cut out all liquids except beer? No, no, he cut out food. Food, yes. Or beer. He's, he's drinking water and taking multivitamins. Okay. So, uh, he's, he's living the dream. All the best luck to him. I cannot wait to hear of his final weigh-in. And also, I can't wait for about a month after to hear how quickly he starts gaining weight back. Keep keep them pa- keep them pants. Don't uh, don't sell them off. Uh, if you're curious, he is documenting his progress on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. Also hopes to produce a documentary of the Super Size Me variety. Hmm. I, I also assume that he is not going. You know, whole uh, is not his 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 permanent plan for forever. It, this is just. Just Lent, so yeah. Uh, so if you want to, if you want to find him, just go on YouTube and look for D E L H A L L Del Hall. Man cannot live on beer alone, but also delicious cheeseburgers. Hmm. Yes. <sighs> Although, if I were to go on an all beer diet, you know what kind of beer I'd like? What kind? We could stop. We could stop by Trillium. I could. Oh yeah. If we could stop by maybe their new location they're getting ready to open up. Well, not getting ready. Uh, say what? <laughs> they, uh, they they have plans. Uh, 
from Brewbound here. We have Trillium Brewing Company is expanding once again. The company announced plans to open two new locations in the greater Boston area, as opposed to the lesser Boston area. That place can go screw. Isn't that just all Boston? Shh. Boston was a very nice city. Uh, the one time I went there. Uh, popular Massachusetts-based uh, maker of hazy New England IPAs will relocate from its Canton Brewery uh, to a sprawling forever home about five miles away from its current lo- current facility. And I hear forever home, and I'm like, um, are they going to be buried there? <laughs> oh, see, I hear forever home, and I think of, like, all the pet adoption things. Uh, sure. I guess. If you watch a lot of Animal Planet, Bob, uh, they talk about when they adopt puppies out and stuff, and they're like, oh, now they're going to their forever home. Oh, okay. <laughs> No, that's fine. Uh, Smoke is bringing up a, a thing I'm afraid of. They're afraid that Trillium may green flash itself to death. Well, uh, the company will also be comparatively uh, keep. Oh, sorry. The company will also open a comparatively tiny tap room and retail store in the Fenway neighborhood of Boston. Uh, they were talking to Brewbound. Uh, Trillium co-founder J.C. Trenault said the new production brewery in Canton would be located on a portion of the former 65-acre Reebok campus that was acquired by uh, Spear Street Capital for $88 million last year. So that's a pretty big bet. And, uh, and you know, sometimes when you bet big, you have to go through some pretty harsh retrenching and uh, sell off all the stuff that you just bought. Uh, let's hope this doesn't happen to Trillium. But the first thing that they are planning on doing is transition uh, the front of house experience. The company is already working on plans to relocate its tap room and retail shop to the new property, excuse me, as quickly as possible. Uh, They've acquired uh, a 19 acre section on the Royal Street property, but he did not disclose the purchase price. and he says, Esther and I will continue to own 100% of Trillium, adding that the company is financed, financing the land acquisition with debt, not bringing on new investors. That also sounds risky. Yeah. Um, as in chat is being brought up, is uh, Green Flash ringing any bells for anybody? Yeah. Somebody who leveraged debt real hard for expansions, and it didn't pay off. Right. Well, uh, a restaurant with a patio could be open on-site within the next year, Trinault said, and uh, the company will uh, relocate its offices to the new location in the near future. Uh, Next few years, they will be transporting the existing uh, 140,000-square-foot building uh, into a brewery campus uh, in addition to the restaurant and office space and will include expanded beer production, barrel aging capabilities, as well as consolidated warehousing and uh, room for events. So it makes sense. Yeah, makes sense to transition uh, all of that into the new space. Uh, they, they still have five years remaining on the lease for the uh, its property at Shawmut Road in Canton. So probably not hopping out of there just... Like all the way, just yet, but plans so, are 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 a brewing. No, they'll no have room to actually store barrels and barrel age the beer, as opposed to just dumping tequila directly into it and then calling it tequila barrel age. Yeah, yeah, that would be, would probably be a better idea. Uh, 
but yeah, they're planning on gradually building uh, building out the space and moving our operations there uh, in a stepwise function. Uh, more immediately, however, the company has partnered with Samuel and Associates to open a 1,500-square-foot tap room and retail store on Fenway Park called the 401 Park. It will include a one-barrel brewing system and is slated to open later this summer. So... Giving you a couple of options to try out. Uh, I believe they have a picture here on Brewbound, and I hope everyone that shows up is as wonderfully stock footage, uh, cut and paste in real life as they are in this. Because just that image is like oh, those people aren't real. Yeah, those people are. Those people aren't even in this picture. They just. Uh, it's a lot like the uh, rendered pictures of the. Uh, oh, was that the new Heaven Hill uh, Welcome mm-hmm. Center? That's being right. built. You're just like, Ugh. Meanwhile, the company's farm brewery project in Connecticut is still moving along. Uh, they said the company plans to open a 1.4 acre market garden on the property, which spans uh, 163 acres later this year. Uh, so they are <laughs> they're trying to put put you know all kinds of stakes and all kinds of grounds. Yeah. So it, it seems like they've got a lot planned. I, the idea of them going to a large facility to maybe brew more just makes me hopeful that they'll get more distribution and maybe I can get some beer. I wouldn't hold your breath on that thought. I'm going to do it right now. <gasps> How long did it take us to get Yingling in Kentucky? <gasps> Decades. Oh, God. <sighs> My lung capacity is really down. What did it act to get Yingling distributed into Kentucky it took like a hundred and some years look I mean not... I just think that someone from Kentucky hurt Yingling's founders and they they held that held that uh, vendetta for a long time I was about to get political and I, I stopped myself I'm pretty happy <laughs> good job well, they said they could still be making roughly the same amount of beer today and selling nearly all of it directly to consumers. We're not interested in sending our beer all over the place. We are focusing on making sure the places we built and committed to uh, having a great selection where there's always something fresh. I mean, you could. I, I'll, I'll take your commitment right now. I'll buy all of it. <laughs> Except your tequila barrel age. <laughs> well. So, uh, that pretty much does it for that. Looking forward to more Trillium cranking out. At higher, higher quantities. I'm, and I'm not going to hold my breath as to showing up on shelves near me, but I do. Uh, I am excited for it to show up at more line shares. Hmm. Yeah, it makes me want to drive out, like go to it someday. And oh, I'd love to see. go to it. All right. Well, uh, one Miller lawsuit isn't enough. I, I like to have uh, the thought in pre-show we we're kicking around of. Uh, Miller being up to their stones in lawsuits. Because their keystones? Up to their stone brewing stones. Because oh. the Stone v. Miller Coors case has an update. So the court has denied the craft brewery's attempt to block sale of the rebranded Keystone Light packaging. Stone Brewing's initial attempt to prevent Miller Coors from selling rebranded Keystone Light products has come up short. On Tuesday, a federal judge denied Stone's motion for a preliminary injunction, as well as the San Diego-based craft brewery's attempt to dismiss Miller Coors' counterclaims. 
Although a district judge, Roger T. Bennett, denied Stone's motions, he wrote that the craft brewery's trademark infringement claim is moderately strong and said the strong uh, the Stone trademark is indisputable with protectable ownership. <clears throat> so he's saying, like, uh, you might win this, but I'm not, I'm not siding with you right now. You got court to deal with. He's come down to it's going to be up to a jury. Yeah. Uh, still, Bennett's found that Stone was hard pressed to prove it would suffer irreparable harm by not receiving a preliminary injunction. He added that Miller Coors has not been found liable of trademark infringement and should not be forced to stop using the refreshed Keystone Light packaging until the matter is decided in a courtroom. Stone filed the lawsuit against Miller Coors nearly 14 months ago. Alleging, Good Lord, was it that long ago? Yes. Yeah, right. Alleging that the mainstream beer manufacturers rebranded Keystone Light packaging and advertisements infringed upon its stone trademark. So, I feel like this judge basically gave the ruling I probably would have given them. Like, look, you may have something here. However, it's not enough to completely stop the sale of what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, Miller Miller Coors issued a statement Wednesday saying it was pleased with the ruling. Hmm. Uh, that, makes it, that makes it sound gross. Yeah, it does. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and it's not just my harsh voice saying it right now. Clearly, the court saw this as we did, which is that the motion lacked merit. The country's second largest beer company said, we maintain we always used our Keystone trademark in an appropriate manner and have easily refuted claims to the contrary. Yeah, the... I don't know. I I have never been 100% on Stone's side on this one. And I, I do understand their point. It's just, when I come down to it, I always think, I can't imagine someone confusing a stone beer, which has its own very distinctive marketing thing, to right. figuring out, you know, confusing it for Keystone. But it is uh, weird. Now, I noticed I, I, when I walked into the grocery store and went down the beer aisle, from the direction most people would walk down the beer aisle, it was kind of weird to see all of those cans facing exactly how he holds the can in all the pictures like they were facing like when you step into the aisle they're all tilted at this exact angle that you'll only see it like that when you walk into the aisle do you just see stone real big just stone 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 lined up down that's a little weird yeah Yeah. I, i i understand i'm just saying i don't it doesn't feel like it's quite enough to have the legal recourse that they're 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 pushing for here uh it part of it feels like them trying to 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 and it, maybe it's just me being cynical but them trying to get press for uh for what they're doing it, it's just like oh they did this well don't forget about stone we existed and i'm like eh, i understand it but i mean he did say that they have that their case has has some merit it's just they don't have it uh just not enough to to out of hand do it they 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 this needs this needs people to come forward present their arguments yes and it, for it a, to go a to jury a of case. someone of someone's peers to to make a decision it needs to be a full court case and a judge is not going to just 
hand out an injunction willy-nilly in this. But despite the court siding with Miller Coors and dismissing both motions, Stone issued a press release Wednesday evening declaring victory. According to the California Craft Brewery's release, the order means Miller Coors Keystone cans are likely to confuse consumers, infringe on Stone's trademark, and will likely be forced to undergo undergo a rebrand after the case goes to trial. All along, this has been a clear-cut infringement case, and now we can focus our resources on proving the significant damages done to the good name of Stone Brewing, Stone Brewing Company founder Greg Cook said via the release. That sounds like a bit of spin. It it does, but, you know, that's what you do when you're a business. You got to... Sometimes take a, you know, I'm trying to think of a good way of phrasing it. I was going to say, take a steaming pile and say, look at all this great fertilizer I've got. <laughs> it's going to make things work a lot better for me going forward, growing things. Yeah. Uh, uh, they go on to continue to, like Miller Coors, trying to point out the fact that, yeah, there are other markers on the cans, and you're going to see the fact that it says, uh, Keystone light, they say twice on the can, yet the largest indicator just says stone and key kind of small. But uh, I guess it's it's going to go to case, like it's going to fully go to court, and this one is going to play out in a courtroom, and that's going to be really interesting. Yep. Anything can happen there. You know who else knows their way around a courtroom? Sam Adams. <laughs> I was going to say... Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Ruth yeah. Bader Ginsburg. Indeed. Uh, which she is, knows her way around did, the highest court in the land. You down with... Uh, you down with... Uh, RBG. RBG. <laughs> RBG. Yeah, you know Yeah, me. sorry. I couldn't... Okay, go back. R. R. Just say RB. You can do this. <laughs> I believe in you. Oh, jeez. So, yeah... Uh, also, not a not a name you'd ever think you'd hear on a on a beer show. Um, so, Sam Adams dedicates new Brute IPA to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So every year, the Pink Boot Society (PBS), of course, uh, teams up with not the same PBS. Uh, teams up with hops player Yakima Chief to create a special Pink Boots blend of hops. The nonprofit, which supports women in the brewing industry, then calls on PBS members and other brewers across the country to use the blend for an annual release celebrating International Women's Day on March 8th. Samuel- PBS viewers like you. <laughs> no. uh, Samuel Adams announced its Pink Boots release takes inspiration from another notable female figure, Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> uh, according to an events page, Sam Adams brewed when uh, when there are nine. That's the name of the beer. On International <laughs> Women's Day, and we'll release the Belgian Brute IPA on March 29th, which I guess just happened. Um, the beer's name is inspired by Ginsburg's answer to the question: When will there be enough women on the Supreme Court? <laughs> um, God, I love Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yep. Uh, I mean, when yeah, your job she... is to argue, when your job was to argue for a living and to to parse out words. I guess you're you're allowed, you know, you're going to probably be kind of pithy with some of your stuff. Yeah, and then, you know, let's not forget the fact that she just kicked cancer, was declared cancer-free, and she's like, I'll be back on the court on Monday. <laughs> Coming in. 
bring me my robe. Yeah, she's she doesn't take any shit. Uh, so we wanted to name it Brute Bader Ginsburg. A Samuel Adams statement reads, but our legal team said uh, or uh, dissented that they yeah. should have damned the lawyers and just <laughs> gone full steam ahead on that one. That would have been the better Brute name. Brute Bader Ginsburg. No, that the, is an amazing. Yeah, like, what are you doing for the, a Viking in the chat? The notorious RBG. RBG. <laughs> the best. The the again. Woman known for her uh, dissenting opinions. Yeah, it's, it's gonna no. Just the best. You think it's like, you think you're right? Hold on a minute. Hold my pen. I got some. <laughs> now she can say hold my beer. Uh, the brewer is combining the release with a special event at its Boston tap room. Entries cost, uh, or I guess cost twenty dollars, but of course this was like yesterday. Um, uh, oh, I'm, I wish we could have gone to something like this. So it includes a pint of the IPA, four handmade dumplings, which is very particular, uh, and a $5 donation to the Pink Boot Society. Uh, mm. Sam Adams will then donate $1 for each additional when there are nine sold. So it's just the best. Do you um, imagine someone informed her like, um, ma'am, it seems uh, Sam Adams, the uh, beer makers have named a beer for you. All right, and <laughs> like I got stuff. I got more important stuff to do. Like walks off. Yeah, we just thought you'd be happy. Uh, <laughs> I was happy to find out that uh, the Boston beer pun game for uh, Trinity <gasps> beers was that strong. Brute, oh yeah, like normally Bader. like everything is like just kind of a regular name for them. Brute Bader Ginsburg. Mm. It was like no, we don't ever get to see. Sam Adams kind of flex that naming muscle like that. Yeah, that's so true. So that, that's really good. It's a shame they couldn't go with it. I'd um, like to see more from them that's more in line with like modern craft naming conventions, although in some I, people know, are sick I kinda of it. I kind of like them just having, you know, if I want a logger, I'll go find their logger. It, oh. it, it, it makes them approachable, it especially need- for like intro, yeah, your intro course into beer. Well, what if they started making... Uh, theme like to take the modern naming and apply it to history so start making punny names for beers based on his american historical figures i am fully in for this revolutionary figures i'm going to be spending the next few minutes figuring these out you guys continue sorry the last line the event uh, that that was the sam adams also featured a special plank contest inspired by Ginsburg's infamous workout regimen that benefits ACLU's Women's Rights Project. And I didn't know, I don't, I don't know anything about this. So I had to click on the link to the, the workout regimen. This is a website. It, <laughs> no, her workout regimen is legendary. rbgworkout.com. Yeah. And it's got this book on there and the video she did with Stephen Colbert. And This, uh, what? this woman... This woman was the polar opposite of her Supreme Court BFF, Antonin Scalia. Oh, I'm just like, I, sorry, I didn't know about this whole workout thing. I, I'm out of the loop, clearly. But I was just like, what is this? And the, the book cover is amazing. <laughs> okay, sorry. Oh, Digress. No, it's fine. <laughs> uh, you, know what, you know what she should probably be drinking since she's going to be, you know, on the bench again? Hmm. Uh, maybe some uh, hangover-free synthetic alcohol. That way... Well, sure. Nice and clear. We've actually talked about this before, uh, which is 
a London-based scientist, David Nutt, is working on synthetic alcohol that provides positive uh, all the positives of drinking without the he- health issues, hangovers, and risk of overindulging. Yeah, I remember this that sound- story. If this sounds familiar, it's because he's making Star Trek synthahol. Right, right. Uh, the thing that Scotty basically thought was blasphemy. Hmm. Uh, because it is. Yeah. Well, can't have all of the good things. Sometimes you have to, you know, you got to accept the consequences for the things you like. In a recent interview with The Guardian, Nutt revealed that he and his team aimed to introduce uh, the substitute substitute for alcohol named Alcriel, or Alcasynth, because apparently, I'm assuming synthahol has to be trademarked. Oh, it's got to be. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, But he's hoping to have that in bars and stores within the next few years. Uh, for years, he's been studying the way that alcohol simulates, uh, stimulates different uh, receptors in the brain. He discovered some uh, receptors bind with alcohol to provide uh, positive effects that we enjoy, being tipsy, while others combine, uh, combine to bring the negative effects, out, uh, headaches and hangovers. We know where, the brain, uh, w- uh, where in the brain alcohol has a good effect and bad effect and what the particular we- uh, receptors mediate that. So uh, Alcreo works by simulating only the good receptors and avoiding the bad ones. Uh, the team plans to also design a peak effect into the drug, meaning that no matter how much uh, Alcreel someone consumes, they won't be at risk of becoming too drunk. Instead, drinkers will be able to the choose nice between Montana, doses that provide some kind of social soil, lubricant uh, suited for parties and others more apt for business lunch scenarios. <laughs> All right, here are your choices. You want to get, you want to get wild, or you just need to, you know, have have one with the boss. Hmm. I mean, I need to get wild. Uh, Nut and his team have already developed the uh, these forms of Alcreo, but so far only he and his business partner, a handful of others, have tried it because it hasn't completed the necessary safety testings. Mm. The real challenge is taking that molecule to a drink. The regulatory side is much harder than the science. Yeah. Well. Uh, the team has devised a five-year plan and aims to introduce the molecule as a food additive or ingredient. This way, they won't have to navigate the same kind of clinical trials associated with a new drug. Uh, there, But there will obviously be testing to check the molecule is safe. We will demonstrate that it doesn't produce toxicity like alcohol does. His team also wants to pr- uh, prove that Alcreo doesn't carry any of the other negative aspects of alcohol. We don't want hangovers. Uh, I'm wait- I, I don't see here where it says we don't want it to not be addictive. Uh, they just don't want to have hangovers. Yeah, I, we don't care if you're 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 jonesing for this stuff, you know, out in the streets cutting people to get a get your fix. That's not, that's just good business. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I find this interesting because the the. You know, everyone tries to find their hangover cure. This man went, no, we're just not going to not gonna start having one. Or he just watched too much TNG and went, no, you just need to pinch the bridge of your nose, shake your head, and all of a sudden <laughs> you're, you're good to go back to go back to command of your starship. Back to saving the universe with an Earl Grey hot. I just, it's... All, all I'm thinking, though, is that Riker probably didn't do that. He's just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Hold... <laughs> 
Say, that's synthahol? Yeah, sure. Go ahead and think that. Hmm. It's... I the whole the throughout the whole thing I just keep thinking how sad it is they couldn't get that name. <laughs> I know. Like That's where I'm at. the name they chose is just like it's not good. It's not Synthahol. Synthahol is a better name. It's the so, perfect name. And I mean just, I get it though like it but it's still uh, with all the Star Trek themed uh, liquors coming out, you may see a, an actual if this is successful, you may see an actual branded Synthahol come out. Yeah. So uh, keep an eye out for that over the next few years. Maybe we'll hear more from it. We we did talk about this like years ago now, which is also in itself terrifying to think of. A little weird. A little weird. Yep. I'm old and my voice is failing. <laughs> yeah. So All let's right. go ahead and uh, yeah, call the, this uh, episode. The <laughs> how to stop a hanger. That's gonna end this episode. <laughs> what a, a nice note to end on. Uh, we would like to remind everyone, of course, this is our news-only show. What? I just had a realization, but we'll talk about it after we end. Sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, we do the weekly long-form show discussing the science and history around what you drink. And if you like what you hear and want to support Have a Drink, please go to patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow, where we still need to update our patron stuff. We are uh, going to, and uh, <laughs> some patron episodes are a cooking. And uh, furry Viking in the chat has uh, his finger on the pulse of what some of those episodes are going to be because hmm. he got a sneak preview. Oh, all right. Well, uh, we will. I see. don't. I don't want to know what you guys do in that cellar. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll see you guys again uh, next weekend for another live episode. Once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier, and I'm Barry White. I mean, Christopher Walker. We'll see you next time. Indeed. Bye, guys. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this broker. <laughs>